0: And today I'm so glad to welcome back Jared Kennedy. Jared is the author of the Beginner's Gospel Story Bible. This is a fantastic Bible storybook for preschoolers. If you don't have it for your family, you should pick it up. He's also written a new book called Jesus Rose for Me. It's a preschool storybook for Easter. He's also written several VBS programs, Proof Pirates and Clap Your Hands, Stomp Your Feet. Be warned, it's a loud one. Jared's husband and Megan, the father of three girls, Rachel, Lucy, and Elizabeth, Jared, it is always good to have you on the podcast. It's so good to be with you, champ. All right. I'd like to hear what passage you got for us today.
1: Uh, I have Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2. And this is what it says. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge.
0: So I love hearing that in English because when I took Hebrew in seminary, they made us memorize these verses in Hebrew. And I'm not going to say it in Hebrew, but it's so much easier to understand, for me at least, in English. So I'm glad you picked these verses. So Jared, why don't you just give us an understanding of what's going on in these verses? What is David saying?
1: Yes. So in Psalm 19, um, the psalm is divided into a couple of parts. The first part talks about how nature is tells about God's fame and God's glory and the beauty of of who God is that it's written in the sky it's written into creation that all of the created world is imbued in a sense with God's glory that it's 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 written into it it's all there for us to see declaring who God is and then the second half of the psalm tells us about the beauty of who God is in In his word. But I chose this first half because I think it's just a really beautiful picture of how, you know, when you take a walk outside in the summertime or or in the fall and you see the beauty of the creation, it's telling you something about who God is and what he's done for us.
0: So Jared, I want to ask you questions about this first, but I want to read it again. So let's do that. I'm going to read it. This is Psalm 19 verses 1 and 2. I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day they pour out speech. Night after night they communicate knowledge. So Jared, how do we know what they're saying? When we look at creation, a sunset, maybe a beautiful ocean, maybe some animals at the zoo or on television, should we look at that and go, oh, look, that tiger is fierce. And so we know that Jesus must be strong and fierce as well. So how do we read this book of creation?
1: I think that's totally appropriate. Because we have scripture that also tells us our God is a consuming fire. Hmm. And so I think we can use a redemptive imagination looking at the creation and and thinking about what is it telling us about its maker. So the same way, you know, when a a kid draws a picture, sometimes you'll put your name right down there in the bottom right hand corner. Hmm. This verse is saying that God has written his name in creation that the creation itself tells us something about who he is but of course we can't understand that perfectly and so he's revealed himself through his word as well and so there's passages i think of isaiah talking about how god sends forth his word like the rain and the snow from heaven not returning to him void well i think about that sometimes when it snows outside, that when when the ground is covered with that white, beautiful snow, I know that spring is coming. And I know that just as the rains have come and water the earth and bring forth vegetation, God has purposes in the creation as well. And so what he's written in creation complements what he said to us in his word. And they work, they work together to teach us about who he is.
0: That is really helpful. So we go to God's word, his written word first, and learn what he's like, what he said about himself. And then when we go to the world he's made, we are ready for his world to illustrate and visualize aspects of what he's like. So whether it's the beauty of a sunset or the strength of some beast that he's made, we start with the word, and then we can go and let the world that he's made develop it. Is that a good way to say it. I think so.
1: I think it definitely works that way. I think it can work the other way too. Hmm. I think there are times when you take a walk and you see the beauty of the stars hmm. and you see the wonder of creation, maybe even the fierceness of a thunderstorm. Hmm. And that brings maybe fear to a small child. And I think that creation and the way that it it is so big, or so beautiful or so overwhelming, should also drive us back to the scriptures oh, that's good. Um, to help us understand the beauty of of the world. And so, I think what you're saying is true. The The scriptures are normative. We can start with them and mm-hmm. and allow them to norm our understanding of the creation. But sometimes we explore God's creation and it drives us right back to to ask more questions of the scriptures as well.
0: Yeah, that's really helpful. That's kind of reminds me of what C.S. Lewis said, that he would never have understood the fear of the Lord if he had not seen a massive cliff on a face of a mountain and been taken with its immensity. So he started with the mountain and then realized, oh, the same emotion is what the Bible's pointing at when it talks about us fearing the Lord.
1: I I think that's absolutely true. And so because God speaks to us through His creation, and we can have confidence because His Word tells us so. That He speaks through all the wonderful things that He's made. When we see big rocks or wonderful sunrises, they can tell us what God is like. That God is big, and God is wonderful. That God is immense, like Lewis said. And the Bible passage we read it basically says that to us. The heavens are speaking these things about the glory of God. The skies show that His hands created them. Day after day, they speak about it. Night after night they make it known. But they don't speak or use words. No sound is heard from them. At the same time, their voice goes out into the whole earth. And so it's it's a beautiful thing that we can learn just by submitting to faithfully looking from God's creation up to the creator that created all
0: of those things. So what might this say about screen time?
1: (laughs) Uh, Go go outside? I don't know. This makes
0: me think, like, put down my device and go outside and look at the world God has made. And, of course, I can hear, you know, some child saying... Like, can't we look at pictures of the woods, you know, and birds on the phone? It's like, sure, you can. But, you know, God made a whole world out there, not just of sights, but smells and sounds and textures. And uh, all of it is meant to be read through the lens of Scripture, with Scripture, just like you said, and point our hearts to the Lord. I think that's totally true. And, um, and I, I think getting outside
1: and seeing God in the beauty of creation, it's really important for all of us. I think it, it, it can show us our smallness in the midst of His hmm. immensity. When I was on vacation a couple of weeks ago, I got to sit outside in a thunderstorm on a front porch in a swing with one of my daughters and just hmm. listen to the thunder. Um, and I, th- I think that's a beautiful way to experience God. I I don't necessarily think though that he's giving us a legalistic uh screen time number or something like that. I I do think there's <laughs> I do I do think that you know one beautiful thing about you know what we call a natural revelation and that is the God's common grace, his revelation of himself through things that he has made in creation is that um you know we see this in just looking at other people and we see that in in things people have made, you know, and so I think there could be times to look at the wonder of an iPhone or the wonder of uh, hmm. that computer game and trace, as Augustine said, that sunbeam up to the sun hmm. too. you know, trace trace the beauty of of that up to the glory of who God is.
0: OK, so you pulled me back from <laughs> my extreme <laughs> position about screen time and what you're saying is that you should go you know, outside we should go outside. But what you're saying is whatever we're looking at, whether it's God's word or God's world, and that would include a screen, don't just look at it, look through it and see the God who's behind it all. That's exactly right. And I
1: I love that Augustine quote, tracing the sunbeam up to the sun. Uh, What a sadness if we knew the warmth of the sunbeam, but we never knew the glory of the sun that it comes from. Hmm. there is a way to look at God's gifts and miss God. And we sh- should always have hearts that want to look at his gifts and see he's written his name here. Hmm. Let's trace this back up to who who he is.
0: Man, this is a great reminder. I've really enjoyed this conversation. And we've been all over the place today, which is good because uh, God's world is vast. So Jared, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us again today. Would you just close our time together with a word of prayer? Father, thank you for
1: Champ and for his commitment to study your word. Thank you, Lord, for um, your creation and how have you, you have revealed yourself through it. Help us um, when we experience the beauty and the vastness of what you have made to remember our creator and to think of you um, as the one who has has made all of these amazing things. We pray this for Christ's sake.
0: Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.